Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the That Time When podcast. And today we are talking about that time when Mercedes were embarrassed at home. And no, we're not talking about, you know, having your feet up on the sofa. Oh, that was embarrassing, wasn't it? Yeah. Toto? None Toto of that. slipped over at home or something. And no, none of that. His knee. This has got to be one of the most embarrassing moments for a team that was incredibly dominant. Shock, horror. Well, welcome, <laughs> Tom Bellingham, the WTF1 founder. He's going to take us through everything that went on in the craziest 2019 German Grand Prix. Another think of. bonkers race. We put a tweet we out. Bonkers race. We, yeah, we put a tweet out and asked for people's favorite races of the last 10, 15 years, which we cover on this. And even though this is only three years ago, this was easily the most popular suggestion. So we thought we'd throw back to this one. Why not? Throwback. So what was F1 like in 2019, everybody? Like, how can we forget? Mercedes were really, 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 really quick. Um, okay. However, they weren't the only quick car that year because Ferrari also with their naughty engine, particularly good. <laughs> um, yeah. But they didn't the... deliver, did they? No, it sounds all too familiar for those listening in 2022 that... Um, Ferrari had a very quick car. The points gap didn't really tell just how quick that Ferrari was. If you think back to testing in 2019, uh, people were saying, you know, this is Ferrari's year. They were really quick. And Charles had put it on pole a few times. And they genuinely looked like they could be up there. Um, But Mercedes being Mercedes, they did just deliver all the time. And I don't think they had a more dominant car than they did in those kind of 2014, 15, 16 days. Certainly not. Nowhere near as, as dominant. It was still obviously very good and they were very quick. But they ended up getting one twos in pretty much all the first five, six, seven, eight races, I think it was. So, yeah, it was more the fact that helped certainly by Ferrari being very quick and not delivering the goods. Where have we heard that before? Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks, Tommy. Thank you so much. I thought we were throwing back. I didn't realise we were going to have to reflect on the 2022 season again. Uh, other things that were going on uh, back then, Gasly was at Red Bull, but under a severe amount of pressure after not particularly being very fast and being very far off of uh, what Verstappen was being able to do with that Red Bull. Yeah, he was not not having a good time. And yeah, heading into the German Grand Prix, there was a lot of talk because this was, of course, Red Bull, uh, known for being ruthless. They'd swapped um, Verstappen and Kvyat only three years earlier, and they had a bit of a reputation of being very brutal to their drivers. So it's understandable that when one of them isn't performing, there's a lot of pressure and everyone's going, oh, is he going to get dropped? Spoiler. uh, He he did. did. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So why, why are we saying Mercedes were embarrassed? Well... There was a big old Mercedes celebration. Ooh, 125th anniversary in motorsport. Let's dress up, shall we? Let's have a special livery, shall we? Sponsored the race. It was called the Mercedes German Grand Prix as well. Mercedes-Benz German Grand Prix. They went all in for this, like you say. Celebration. Well, this was at Hockenheim, wasn't it? So they were already sponsors of the circuit, weren't they? And Yeah, but they did. Involvement in the... Yeah, but this was, they'd actually title sponsored the race for the first time. And yeah, really went ham with all the celebrations. Like you say, fancy dress. They're all dressed sort of 
Peaky Blinders in old school attire, if you like, from the 30s and a big celebration. They had this 125th anniversary livery, which if you know the legend, which is ironic because apparently this isn't even true, uh, the legend that Mercedes had a white car and then to save weight, they scratched all the paint off and it was silver underneath and that's why they're the silver arrows. Even though they, they themselves have confirmed that's a myth, but then they still went with this paint job, which is very weird. So um, whatever, they went with it. Uh, it was a cool looking livery, but you know what happens when you do a special livery? <laughs> it doesn't go well for most people. Nope. Uh, so yeah, it's, it, everyone's like, oh, well, clearly they were spending too much time on the livery and then the clothes and not about oh, the, the uh, classic the, and excuse. Thinking, um, they yeah. do have more than three people in their team. You do realize that. Yeah, marketing don't build the cars. Yeah, and the admin doesn't make the strategy decisions either for those that have a go on uh, on Twitter, yeah. particular uh, people on there. Um, so qualifying, what happened? Shock, Hamilton on pole. No surprise there. Mercedes, still very, very quick. However, Max Verstappen fancied doing his Max Verstappen things where just occasionally he'd, he'd rock up and get in the mix. And this was one of those, wasn't it? Yeah, he split the Max. You say, shock, Mercedes are on pole. Um Ferrari again were very quick. They were actually fastest in practice. I know that doesn't mean a lot, but they did have quite a few poles that year. But they had a nightmare. Um, and Sebastian Vettel and Leclerc went into qualifying with a genuine shot of pole position. And instead, Sebastian Vettel went out in Q1 with a power unit issue. So he started last. And then Charles Leclerc actually topped Q1 and was fighting Hamilton in Q2. And then he got into Q3 and his power unit decided, nah, don't fancy Q3 and uh, finished as well. So well, it went, went really well then. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, so Vettel, as you say, out in Q1. Um, Leclerc was in the fight for pole. Uh, and, you know, the amount of drivers that could have won this race is absolutely frightening uh, when you actually look at the uh, the phases of, of what went on. Um but yeah, if we look towards the race start, it was, of course, wet. That's one of the reasons why it was so chaotic. Uh, but they gave it a standing start after they did a few rotations of the circuit uh, behind the safety car, which we love to see. We love a standing start, unless you're a Max Verstappen fan, in which case <laughs> I don't, he literally stood still at his standing start, didn't he? Yeah, both Red Bulls had a nightmare. Gasly was actually P4, so decent, but they just didn't get off the line. Did not at all. Uh, so all the cars were on wet. Of course, you know you, you would you would assume so if they had a few safety car laps beforehand uh, to just make sure that the, the track was in a suitable condition uh, to race. Hamilton led away. Uh, Bottas uh, just sat in behind after Verstappen's uh, terrible start, and you had Kimi Raikkonen in in the Alfa Romeo just popping up like, "Yo, how's yeah. it going?" Uh, Sat was it Sauber at the time? Was it Alfa, Alfa Romeo? Oh, no, it was, it was Alfa. But it was Alfa. They, yeah. they, of course, they had the uh, the sussy engine. Sussy. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, if you engine. actually look at if you actually look at qualifying, Alfa Romeo, uh, yeah, Kimi qualified fifth. Grosjean was sixth. The Haas. So the they they were like top of the midfield. They were enjoying that engine very nicely and yeah Kimi got up to p3 at the start which was pretty pretty mega very saucy indeed uh, and then we fast forward one lap and you have Sergio Perez in the wall now I've watched this on board and obviously he just loses it 
uh, as we yeah. just before he gets into the sort of stadium section. And I've, he very casually tries to save it. You, you can kind of hear his revs. He's like, I'm just going to donut this and away we go. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah. it did not work out too well. He reversed straight back basically into the wall and he was out. And you'd expect, you know, Perez is one of those drivers to get stuck in and these kind of conditions. Not today. Well, not in the 2019 German Grand Prix. Not today. Yeah, the unusual usual sight of Sergio. Normally in these crazy races, we talk about Hulkenberg bottling a podium and Sergio getting a podium. <laughs> He's normally the one that, that makes it through all the melee and gets an incredible result. Uh, but like you say, not in this race. Not in this race at all. We fast forward now to lap eight of 64. And uh, Sebastian Vettel has made his way up uh, to P8 at this point. It's just behind Raikkonen and Magnussen. Now, th- I remember this this, this overtake, a, a sequence of overtakes, I suppose, uh, very, very well indeed, because um, Kimi looked like he was being passed into turn one by Sebastian Vettel up the inside. But Kimi not only outbreaks Vettel into turn one, swoops around the outside to keep the position, but gets an unbelievable run on Magnussen and passes him by the next corner. It was just scintillating Kimi stuff. Was Kimi, this was a great race from Kimi. Um, doesn't get his rewards for it, but he, yeah, it was a good race. And um, we saw a bit of the old, the old Kimi in this race fighting at the front, which we didn't get to see much of when he was at Alfa Romeo and Sauber. But there we are. He's back up in the mix. And yeah, Sebastian Vettel had already, from the back of the grid, started P20, made his way up to P8. So everyone then pit for Inters. Uh, Ricardo retired, unfortunately, which uh, caused a virtual safety car. What did he retire from? He had an exhaust issue. So uh, it's just one of those one of those races where you really don't want to have a failure. Like you mentioned, anyone could have probably won this race or at least got a podium. And they must be the most gutting when you have just a a usual car failure when loads of people are making mistakes and going off and stuff. Absolutely. Not only was there, you know, people retiring, it being crazy conditions, but there was a particular part of the circuit that was like something out of Mario Kart where someone (laughs) has put oil down and there's no grip. And this was uh, the last couple of corners. There was the runoff um, and or drag strip, as they called it, or what? Yeah, however it's they used for drag. It. It's used for drag racing. They do drag racing at Hockenheim, and the way the final sector goes, the drag strip actually makes up the runoff for the final corner. But when it rained, it just became like a slip and slide. You know, if you've ever done a slip and slide where you put washing up liquid down, and literally, uh, it, it was it was like that. So all you had to do is put one wheel on it, and you just go skating off. Um, and that's exactly what happened to Carlos Sainz. Yeah, Sainz was the first one, wasn't he, to uh, become a cropper. But he was actually quite lucky. Uh, he was. He made to, it to get carry out. On. Yeah. But you can actually see when when he goes wide, he expects there to be a lot more grip than there actually <laughs> yeah. is. Because he kind of just washes wide, and he's like, "All right, you know, I can go a little bit wide here." And... It's only runoff. Yeah. yeah. But it completely made him lose control of the car. He just about kept it out of the barriers and then was able to to reverse out. But he he was one of the luckier ones. Uh, there are a few others that went off, which I don't want to talk about, but we will anyway uh, <laughs> a little bit later. So on lap 22, uh, the, tra- uh, the track starts to dry. 
and old K-Mag first to gamble on the dries. Was it the right time, Tommy? Just about. I think I think he went too early. Uh, the the leaders start doing it a little bit later, which I think is is the right time. Magnuson probably too early, where you just end up being a guinea pig, where you just let everyone know when you're quick, and that's when everyone decides to do it. So it didn't didn't work out massively in Magnuson's favour. But then, yeah, you had the likes of Verstappen and Bottas pitting um, for the drives. But but strangely, uh, whether it was a mistake or not, a lot of people go for the soft tyres, don't they, in those wet conditions um, because it's a better tyre, get the temperature in. And Verstappen pitted for mediums and he was not happy with his team that he'd got on the mediums because he had a, a little 360 in the wet. It's um, a good, good place to have the 360. If it had it one corner later, he was uh, a goner probably. Um, absolutely, yeah. Just before the, the slip and slide drag slip, as we call it. Drag slip? Drag slip. Drag strip, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We knew what you meant. Uh, but yeah, the mediums was a, was a strange choice. Uh, and Verstappen, as you say, not very happy on the team radio whatsoever. Uh, you had Norris, unfortunately, retiring with a car issue, which... Uh, caused uh, a virtual safety car and this allowed uh, Hamilton and Leclerc to pit during the safety car yeah they went uh, onto on the, the slicks. safety car yeah they went onto the slick so they got a little bit of an advantage for not not needing to pit um in you know normal conditions exactly and uh, we think oh okay Leclerc's now in the mix might have a chance of a victory. I think he was flying at this point. He was, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I was getting a little bit excited and, and whatever and, and maybe dreaming of a Ferrari comeback. Next thing you know, the camera cuts to uh, Leclerc in the wall, um, which was lovely. Uh, he went off into the barrier on exact, in exactly the same place as we've seen earlier on, the drag strip. Yeah. But sir, all he does is put a slight wheel on it and it just sends him out up there i can't believe we obviously were still doing podcasts at the time um when this race was out and i'm pretty sure we mentioned this as well because he's not the only one to do it later on i'm really amazed that the teams didn't get on the radio immediately and say whatever you do do, do not not do not there. go anywhere yeah. near that just just take it cautiously every lap and um, because it was almost it's almost like you've got a wall there it you it lulled the drives into a false sense of security that they could go quickly. You in a dry race, sometimes, yeah, you would run out wide there if you made a little mistake or whatever and nothing to it, but this just slides into the wall. And, um, we're recording this not long after the French Grand Prix. Sorry, Matt. Cheers. And, uh, he, um, he gets on the radio and gives it, uh, no, which, uh, is almost like a, a lighter version of what we heard in the French Grand Prix, but still very frustrated with himself because it did look like a victory uh, could could potentially be on the cards. But yeah, just got caught out on we will never the know. strip. We'll never know. We will never know. He was a bit unfortunate with the way he hit the wall as well and uh, almost immediately beached uh, in the gravel trap and uh, was yeah. uh, ironically uh, having one of the Mercedes 125-year uh, banners on on top of his car um so yeah. yeah leclerc out of the race and you're thinking oh okay safety car's out next next lap or the next time hamilton goes round he crashes into the same wall but just a bit ahead of where leclerc hits it but 
fortunately for him, the way he hits it, uh, he has a bit more momentum and uh, can carry on, but still loses his front wing. And uh, this is where he then cuts the inside of the pit entry, doesn't he? Because he can't get round to where the bollard is. Uh, so later on, uh, picks up a five-second penalty. But he has uh, one of the mean, most meme-worthy uh, events in a in a, <laughs> in a pit lane ever, really. He does. So he goes into the wall. It dare, like I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, blah, 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 so lucky. But it is um, funny that Hamilton almost has exactly the same thing of, of Leclerc, but somehow manages to keep it out the the barrier and gets enough momentum that he almost goes in there so quickly that he can like smack into the wall, break his front wing, and it almost he's got the momentum to like get back onto the track. And like you say, he misses the ball up, but comes into the pits. And just as he's coming into the pits, the it's just at that point where people now think, now we should be on inters here, not not dry. So he comes into the pits. Mercedes are there not expecting him either because obviously he's <laughs> smacked his front wing off and he's just sat there in the pits. And the comedy of this comes from the fact that you've got all these Mercedes mechanics look like the Peaky Blinders dressed in their flat caps and stuff, running around, not knowing what tires to put on, don't know where the front wing is. And it is embarrassing. He has a 50.3 second pit stop. Um, and still comes out in the top five, which shows how dominant they were. <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> but, um, it? Yeah, 50, 50 second pit stop and just made more humorous by the fact that all these Mercedes mechanics are in fancy dress, essentially, which again adds to that whole Mercedes getting embarrassed thing. Indeed, it does. Uh, so, all cars at this point back on the intermediates. Uh, lap 34, safety car restart uh, happens. You've got Verstappen, Hulkenberg, Bottas, Albon and Hamilton, your top five. And no surprise, Nico we're Hulkenberg. That, we're at that segment of the, that time yeah. when where Hulkenberg. Yeah. Does a Hulkenberg. So I think at this point, was he running in? He's fourth. fourth. So he's it's Verstappen, Bottas, Hamilton, Hulkenberg. But, yeah. but Hamilton obviously has that five second penalty that he's not taken yet. So I, I still, I, I, this, these, this one I'm thinking he'd actually probably wouldn't have had a, a podium, but it was one of those where. Yeah, it's one of those things where when you look at what happened later in the race, there's so much yeah, chaos happened, right? that you have to. Yeah, yeah, he'd have had to have got the tyre gambles right at the end. So perhaps not, but. It They're is still one of those. It. it is one of those things where, of course, he's up in P two, and uh, yeah, looking on the back of a, a podium finish and goes, "It's the drag strip again." Why? Why aren't the teams saying, "Do not touch that"? And he makes it worse actually because he hits the brakes, and other drivers I think science, for example, uh, if you're hitting the brakes, it is, does just become a slip and slide because mm. the tires have stopped and you just slide off. And that's what made it worse for him. Whereas what you needed to do is actually not hit the brakes and just let the car slide off and of its own sort of power and just roll uh, and get back onto the track that way. But yeah, I can imagine. Didn't... Yeah, he was he was a bit of a goner, I think, either way in, which, in the angle in which he was going in. So I don't blame him for his, his human reaction being, I should probably break. I'm heading towards oh, the yeah, wall. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, but yes, that was another... Another Hulkenberg moment where potentially, potentially there could have been a podium and he was uh, in the wall. So uh, 
Not good. Yeah. Not good for him. So then there was another safety car. Uh, Verstappen stopped behind uh, the safety car again for Inters, and uh, Lance did. Stroll decided he wanted some slicks. Just to embarrass Mercedes even more, um, after they'd had a 50.3 second pit stop, uh, Verstappen comes into the pit stop for the lead, puts on another set of Inters, and Red Bull break the pit stop record with a 1.8 second pit stop. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just just another little thing that happened in the race that everyone will have forgotten about because it was so crazy. And um, Stroll is one of those drivers that thinks, you know what, let's gamble, let's go back on the slicks. And it ends up working fairly well. Just good old Lance Stroll, just trying something different. Why back not? when he was like pretty, pretty damn good in these... Uh crazy races as well um but yeah so then you had to stroll on the slicks and the track was drying uh so on lap 46 verstappen and bottas uh, decided to put dries on hamilton pitted a lap later and served his penalty for cutting the inside of the pit entry and uh, dropped to 12th and then stroll i mean you say it worked pretty well <laughs> he was leading well. the race on on slick tires yeah and i remember not- this as well i remember not actually seeing the change for the lead. No, we missed it, didn't we? TV direction never changes. But yeah, I think you should have a rant. I'll make a video about it <laughs> three years later. <laughs> no, Stroll was, like you say, leading. You, you saw it on the timing tower going, Stroll's leading. Why haven't we picked this up? This is in, insane. Um, it didn't take, he didn't lead for long. Verstappen gets back the lead. He'd obviously pitted for dries. And Stroll's tyres were sort of, fading at this point but he wasn't the only one that had pitted fairly early for slicks um someone else did and that went even better yeah you you tear me up for that one yeah i'll tear you up for that one <laughs> okay yeah so you got danny kviat uh who uh was was flying through as well um and he was also as you say pitted early for slicks and uh, meaning he was in p3 and then passed Lance Stroll for P2, who, as you say, was fading. Like very, he, he got passed by Verstappen and all of a sudden he blinked and he was 10 seconds behind Verstappen. So he was going very, very slowly indeed. Um, Fiat's tyres were, yeah, newer. He'd, he'd not had that stage of the race where he was building up the speed. So his tyres were great. It was the perfect gamble for Toro. So I do feel quite sorry for Albon in this race because Albon was brilliant and he was running in the top five a lot of the time. And... It's just the nature of these races where because Kvyat was at the back and had nothing to lose, he did the tyre gamble and it ended up working brilliantly. And despite not really doing a lot in the race, found himself in P2. That's the beauty of those changeable condition races. You can just exactly roll the dice and see what happens. Now, I know we've said about Mercedes having a poor race, but it continued. There was even more embarrassment to come for for the team on lap 53 hamilton spun at turn one and went down to p13 i think that's where we heard a team radio didn't we where he uh he wanted to just park the car up and and go home which is yeah one of those things with hamilton that um he wears his heart on his sleeve doesn't he and uh we've heard that a few times when he's been maybe so used to winning races and and being up at the front that he doesn't really have any interest if he's down in 12th and 13th he's just like no, save the car. Let's let's um, park it. But they did not. They did not do that. 
uh, it didn't actually end up being any points, but uh, he still oh, carried well, on to the end of the race. Well, he did. Or did really? Oh, did. oh, oh, after post post race penalties. Uh, <laughs> lap fifty six, his teammate Valtteri Bottas was running P four. Looked like he was probably going to catch Lance Stroll and get onto the podium. It, yes, but also just Bottas things where he just can't seem very, to overtake very fast. Yeah. And... Well, yeah, you just overtake, but he just wouldn't say. So. <laughs> He yeah. doesn't like overtaking. <laughs> no. He thinks it's rude. Uh, but yeah, he was running P4. Uh, wasn't too far behind Stroll, maybe just over a second. And uh, then just got one of his tyres on the wet patch going into turn one. And just dipped it, just ever so slightly. And then, boom. Spun into the wall, out of the race. And another safety car. Another one. Another one. Yeah. So you have yeah. the uh, the final safety car restart, where Sebastian Vettel, remember, started from 20th uh, was at P5 uh, on the restart. And that was pretty much his a, a great thing for him because it bunched up the field. Lovely for him. And uh, he uh, fought his way all the way up uh, to P2. And you could hear the crowd. Absolutely yeah, loving life. Yeah, no fake crowd noise. All genuine. <laughs> all genuine. Um, Gasly as well. This was uh, a big moment. Uh, where, of course, we said that Gasly had some pressure on his shoulders and he was defending from the driver that was being spoken about to potentially replace him or I don't know. And uh, Gasly just crashed into the back of Albon. They both went right. Yeah, It's, but, it's, it's unfortunate, I think, and, more than anything. Yeah, it was unlucky, but one of those things of like the worst time it could have happened... Again, a crazy race where Verstappen's leading. You've got to think Gasly's got to be on the podium here or something. Um, but never never did, which is wild. Um, and, yeah, the fact that he's taken out <laughs> uh, Tarosso as well made it even worse for him and just piled on the pressure even more for Red Bull that he wasn't performing. And you heard him on the radio, absolutely uh, heartbroken, really. That uh, I think he knew that... This is not this is not a good thing for for it to happen. And Albon, despite not really having much of a result here uh, in in the race uh, of compared to his teammate, I think this is the race that planted that seed of okay, this guy's pretty good. And uh, with Gasly being so bad, that definitely helped with the the swap that happened later in this season. It did indeed. Uh, there was one thing that actually was missed, uh, not with those two, but with Sebastian Vettel, who had cleared Danny Kvyat and was a lot quicker, uh, but on that last lap uh, had an off. And I remember seeing the the intervals of obviously Verstappen came over the line, but then Vettel was like seven point nine ahead, and then you had Kvyat eight point two, and you're like, wait, what? Why is he so? Why is he so close? What's going on? Uh, but yeah, Seb had a bit of a an error, but but managed to get away with it. He went off in the final sector uh, in the dreaded corner <laughs> uh, that obviously cost him in 2018, the year before, but managed to avoid the barriers and then, yeah, just just made it home. But the TV direction did its usual thing of just focusing on <laughs> Verstappen waving and they didn't care about anyone else crossing the line. That is good content. That is good content, Verstappen <laughs> waving. I bet you love that, Tommy, but you oh, absolutely yeah. loved it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, as you say, Verstappen won comfortably uh, ahead of Vettel and Kvyat 
who managed mm. to get a very very uh, popular podium podium in P3 for uh, yeah uh, that was yeah it was their crazy first race. their first podium since Monza 2008 one one thing that's actually quite funny in this race that I'll mention Kvyat uh, announces in Parc Ferme that his child was uh, recently born the day before and that child is of course Penelope PK and later on um that child essentially Max Verstappen is that child's stepdad pretty much now um so very weird that when you think about it um in this race that Verstappen would have heard Kvyat talking about his child but obviously now Verstappen is with Kelly PK and is pretty much uh, looking after that child with us Verstappen so. was like I want your seat I want your child I want your, <laughs> I want your girlfriend yeah, yeah. literally uh, and he, he's taking it all uh, so yeah, as Tommy quite rightly corrected me, um, Hamilton did finish on the road in P11, but both Alfa Romeos got disqualified uh, with huge penalties. Yeah, uh, thirty-second time penalty due to driver aids at the start. Which so wait, so it's Kimi. a thirty-second time penalty or it's disqualification? They got. A th- Oh, did I say disqualified? Sorry. Yeah, um, thirty seconds. I've done a Ron Burgundy in the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a thirty-second time penalty. A lot of people thought they should have been disqualified. Um, they were running a kind of electronic aid, which wasn't allowed, um, which is probably why Kimi just launched it into P3 at the start and was having a great old time. Um, but yeah, that the the main drama from that was the fact that it actually promoted Kubica into a point and this was when Russell still didn't have any points and Russell had been Kubica in every single race, every qualifying session, absolutely miles. And he'd made a small mistake near the end of the race. Kubica had got past it. And at the time you thought, oh, well, you know, who cares? P12, 13, whatever it was. And actually it ended up giving Kubica the point that he needed. So he finished ahead in the championship. Absolutely outrageous scenes um but yeah i know russell i'm sure was was quite quite irritated by that for quite some time i imagine um and also to to rub salt in the wounds uh for mercedes uh good old netflix drive to survive <laughs> were, were were filming the entire event uh with them and you could just capture all of the amazing happiness that was going on with toto wolf and the team in their lovely fancy dress and it yeah. just was a picture, wasn't it? It was. The fact that, yeah, Mercedes had gone all out. We mentioned with the celebrations as, as well, but Mercedes weren't in the first season of Drive to Survive, but the, the next season they were like, we'll let you go to one race. And uh, that race was obviously <laughs> the German Grand Prix that they'd sponsored. They'd done all their fancy dress. And Toto, to be fair to him, um, after the race was like, we were arrogant and says that, you know, we, we did all this dress up and thought we were going to win the race easily because we're so dominant. And it shows that, dare I say, I don't think this is, this is certainly not the reason, but it gives it a good excuse for Formula One teams to be boring because um, they obviously played dress up and did all this fun stuff. And in Toto's world, that's a, a way of them being like, no, we need to be this well-oiled machine that's f- fully focused, all this kind of stuff. There were some incidents even uh, that now that's just sprung to mind that Hamilton in one of the practice sessions, I think it was, was getting frustrated because they gave him these fancy 
gloves that looked like old driving leather gloves or whatever. And he was like, this is stupid. Give me my old gloves. I don't even fit and getting frustrated. And I wonder how much maybe it was a distraction for the drivers mm. with all this fancy dress and all this, these fun things they were doing. And Toto afterwards was like, yeah, we won't be doing that again because it was just embarrassing that everything went wrong for Mercedes in this race. And Netflix were there to film the whole thing behind the scenes. And there was even rumors that they might, uh, that they tried to get them to pull the plug on it and not release it. But thankfully they did. And it was a very juicy episode. Very fun episode indeed. Um, So yeah, there you go. That has been that time when Mercedes were embarrassed at home. If you want to send in your suggestions uh, for what you'd like us to talk about, hashtag WTF1 podcast or send it into podcast at WTF1.com and uh, we'll try and uh, get through them as quickly as we can uh, give us a five stars give us a thumbs up give us good comments give us whatever you want uh, on whatever audio platform you're listening on thank you to tommy as always for parting his wisdom and <laughs> memory from his last 370 years on this planet thank you it's you're been a pleasure that's great thanks old man get yourself an afternoon nap now all right i will do good luck <laughs> all right take care everybody see you soon and bye-bye bye